0: Happy Memorial Day to you. Happy Memorial Day to yours. This is the kickoff of summer, people. I hope that you're doing something that's pleasurable. I hope you're doing something that's peaceful. And if you have to go visit a loved one who has given all for the country, God bless them. I just want to kick this one off by saying it's been a minute since I spoke to you. All is well. I hope, like I said, all is well with you. But I was going through something, and I did a show recently about how you deal with things when things are dark. How do you deal with things when things are tough? Everybody doesn't handle situations exactly the same. We can't because we're not robots. We're not monolithic, and we shouldn't be. We should be all individuals. There are people who have friends they go to and they speak. I am no super tough guy. I'm no robot. I'm no body's so special. But I was going through something. I'm going to try to keep this as brief as humanly possible. For about a year, my doctor's been telling me, go get this colonoscopy. So I'm like, you know what? I'm having a major problem. when I go under anesthesia to be waking up or re-woken up. So I don't want to get this colonoscopy. So my doctor suggests that I go get this cola guard. I get this cola guard around Thanksgiving, like a week before Thanksgiving. I submit it. I have a picture of it attached. It's a process where you take stool sample and you send it off. They send you this kit in the mail. So it comes back that I test positive or I test negative, whichever one is considered the bad one. So my doctor calls me, but at least she waited to after Thanksgiving. She let me have Thanksgiving with peace of mind. She calls me after Thanksgiving. She gives me the results. She tells me that I should now go see a gastroenterologist. I go see this doctor. This doctor tells me that I now need to go get the colonoscopy. I said, please, I don't want to go through that. Can I get the barium enema? Will that, you know, suffice? They say yes, but these people are so shitty. This is the pandemic going on. This is November. I did not receive a phone call t- from these people into May. So that meant almost six months I had this negative result in my brain that I had to deal with emotionally. I am not the type that talks. I'm not the type that shares. I'm not the type that, because I'm in a dark situation, I get over religious. So I had to bite the pill on this. Thankfully, this Monday, I finally get this barium in them. It showed no abnormalities whatsoever. So that was a hell of a peace of mind. But it was six months of me maybe having to deal with the fact that maybe I have colon cancer. And that is a heavy pill to swallow. So if you are going through something, you make sure that your doctors are on point, that you're on point, that you're following instructions. And I'm going to give you a real brief breakdown of the Kola Guard and the Baryon Enema. The Kola guard, like I said, is a simple stool sample. They almost send you a little bowl, a little toilet bowl that you sit on. I didn't even know that was in the box. You put the solution on this, you mail this thing back, I guess FedEx, UPS, whatever. They're used to seeing the boxes, so they know how to handle them. No big deal. You get the results back from that pretty fast. Now the burying of enema is a real pain because you have to take this, uh you have to take this uh, bottom of magnesium, which tastes horrible like Pure lemon. So, I would suggest that you at least refrigerate this thing. It's only 10 ounces. You have to take these two Dorqualac pills. And boy, you will be going to the bathroom that day. You will be going to the bathroom almost nonstop once you take it. Then, that morning or late that evening, you need to take a suppository. On top of all this, you are fasting. The most you could have is broth and jello, tea with no sugar or coffee with no sugar, no creamer, so you're hungry, more than likely you're going to be aggravated because you don't know what the results is going to be, and then you go get the procedure done. The procedure takes anywhere from half an hour to 45 minutes. They're going to shoot this barium up with keister. They're going to make you lay in several different positions while they take x-rays. Then they're going to blow air up your tuchus. When they blow this air up you took it expands the colon so that they could take these clear pictures. Then after that's done, they're going to ask you to expel the barium in them. Come back and take some more x-rays. But this time you'll be standing. No longer will you be laying because your stomach will be coated. The tube will be out. And having the tube inserted was like a horror show for me. I don't have things go back there, people. At all. I'm just not that kind of guy. That's not into my world. That's not how I live. If that's your thing, good for you. You'll be more than easy to take it. To me, it was pure hell. But once it was over and it was inserted and it was expanded, I felt a lot more comfortable. Uh, but then. A couple of hours of me checking the website, the results of the test was there. This is not something that you even have to wait for. And more than likely, this is done by not only a nurse, but a PhD, a doctor. The doctor will tell you if he sees something or she sees something that's abnormal, that you need to deal with ASAP. So I wish you the best of luck. I wish you no health scares. I wish that if you do have a health scare, that you're not a person like me. Once again, I said I'm not a robot, but I'm not the type to share. I shared this information with no one in my life. I did not discuss this with anyone. I never even let my wife know how I was truly feeling inside. Because now I was saying to myself, you know what, son? You got the fight of fights coming. Because suppose this stupid cola guard was correct. But I didn't take into account that this thing reads your DNA profile. And most of us in our DNA profile are going to have people who have had cancer. So cancerous cells pretty much run through the human gamut. And because it does that, it's going to probably say that you're positive. I do not recommend Colaguard just even from a mental standpoint that it is a hell ride that you don't need to go on you'd be better off just going to get the colonoscopy or a enema, and move on from there and leave this Colaguard bullshit alone so I see 50,000 thumbs down to Colaguard there are better opportunities and better options out there that you could take that will give you real live information as you go instead of waiting for this thing. So once again, if you have to do it, do it. But don't me personally, just because a doctor says it doesn't make it gospel. And you have to also or I'm not, I am not mean have to. I'm not telling you what you should or should not do. So please forgive me for the use of the word have to, because that's not my intent to tell you what to do. It's just that you do not or you should not just take one doctor's opinion and say that this is what you're going to do regardless of how you feel. Always let your voice be heard. Because you are the most important person in the world to you. And if you're not, you should be. And if you deal with things in certain ways, maybe you're a worrier. Maybe you're a panicker. Maybe you're a person who can deal with subjects and situations with a hard, good, strong, positive, faithful to me. I do not know that. But we all can. And I'm glad that I am built in a manner that I can. Because I don't lean on shoulders. I'm the shoulder that people have leaned on my whole entire life. So I don't really understand how it is to feel indebted or gratitude to another human being. I am not going to make promises to a higher power that I cannot keep also. Because then I'm obligated to live up to what the words that flowed out of my mouth are at a later date and i can't do it just because i was panicked in a situation so i take everything with a grain of salt and i don't ever pray in a manner to take something away from me i don't pray to release me from any prison that i am locked in what i pray for is the strength to deal with the situation that i'm dealing with i rather have the strength to deal with what I'm going through, than to be asking a higher power to take it away from me. Because maybe I earned the situation that I'm in. And because I earned it, I have to pay the piper. And I believe you pay the piper by doing what you're supposed to do and accepting the, what the consequences of how you've lived and the consequences of what you've done or have not done. I mean, is it a wake-up call? Yes. Are there some things that I probably should let go of life because I feel like this is like a second chance type opportunity, and I'm going to take full advantage of it. But I am so glad that I get to go into summer. I get to set up a vacation. I don't have to think about cancer right now. I don't have to think about any of that. And so it's a blessing. And I thank you for listening. I hope that this helps somebody. I hope it really helps somebody. So, in the two weeks that I've been gone, we lost a couple of people. We lost Charles Groden. Charles Groden was in a movie that I really loved called Midnight Run with Robert De Niro. He was also in that movie with Beethoven about the dog. Uh, he died at the age of 86. Ronnie Stinnett, who was a member of the We Are Family Pittsburgh Pirates, died at the age of 72. Paul Mooney, the funny man. A guy who always confused me with his style of comedy, but I respected and I actually enjoyed it. You might remember him from the Chappelle Show, a lot of us. He died at 79. Mark Eaton, Utah Jazz Center, big 7'3, 7'4 dude. He died at the age of 64. And Samuel E. Wright, who was the voice of Sebastian the Crab in The Little Mermaid and also Mustafa. In The Lion King, he died at the age of 74. I celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary. To me, that's an accomplishment. People still stay married. There are some myths out there, and it's real bullshit. People can't be happily married for long term. I'm 25 years in running, people. 25 years in running. Very proud. I don't mistreat my wife. My wife treats me beautifully. I can't ask for a better partner. I can't ask for somebody to care any more about me than she does. And I try to return the same to her. And I guess that's why we're a great tag team. I've always called us the world tag team champs. And we are undefeated for the 25th straight year. We're never losing our title until the daisies are growing on one of us. Okay? Good luck in your relationship. Do whatever you have to do to fix it if it's broken. And if it's so broken to the point where you only got pain, then remove yourself. Remove yourself out of love for that person. And hopefully that person removed themselves out of your life, out of love. You know, you can be apart, love each other and be happy with somebody else. Being in a relationship is not about being unhappy. It's about people being happy, enjoying life together. You don't have to be 100% the same because that's bullshit. I think it's bogus to think that you all have to be in lockstep, think the same. No, the fun part of my relationship is my wife's an individual and I'm an individual. We do not think the same about the same things because we were not raised together. We were raised with different ideologies. We think about things different, but we come to an accord, a peaceful accord, even in disagreement, because arguments help you to learn about people's opinions. And I I said this before. I think that any couple that doesn't fight is doomed to fail. I mean, I'm talking about argue, verbally fight, not physically fight. Once any hands are laid a male or female, or female or male, you're, you're going to fail because once you break that wall, once you bust through that door of violence, it's no going back because the whoever perpetrated the violence will feel that they have the right to do it again. And I'm glad to say in 25 years, violence has not been a part of my relationship. You know, I also went to a gun show, not a gun show. I went to a gun store. I went to a gun store down here called Triangle Shooting Academy. They had some very nice people in there. Uh, They spoke to me very nicely. Did they have what I was looking for? No. So I went online. I mean, because the next gun show that we thought of was going to come to Raleigh till July. Well, come to find out there's a people called the C&E Capital City Gun Show. And they're coming June 19th. And my ass will be there. I have my permits. I'm ready to buy some stuff. Uh, Because the world we live in, you need it. And it's weird, man. You go to the gun store. A couple of weeks ago, I went to a gun show. And everybody's acting like the only thing people want to carry is 9 millimeters and 45. That's bullshit. I'm not insecure about the size of my penis. I don't need a gun to make up for the size of my penis. I'm happy with my size. Uh, Everybody who's ever met me has always been happy. And if they haven't, they haven't let me on. So, you know, guns, just because they're bigger don't make them better. If you want to walk around and be totally concealed and you want to be totally not printing, sometimes you might need a 380. You might need a 38. You might need something that's smaller. You know, you're not trying to set a war off. You're trying to get somebody up off your ass or stop somebody from invading your car. Now, I'm not saying that this would be the ideal gun for the home. No, I got a bigger caliber and I got rifles for that. But I am talking about something to walk around with a CCW or EDC, everyday carry. And I don't need no damn forty-five. It's summer. It gets hot, man. What the fuck are you going to hide a 1911 when it's 92 degrees and you got a t-shirt and cargo shorts on? That's a pretty difficult deal for me. And I don't like Glocks. Everybody named Mama got a Glock. You know, I understand you call a lot of bullets in that. It's easy to shoot and it's lightweight but it's not my thing. I want to, I want what you call a get off me gun. And those is hard to find, but everybody's acting like when you talk about one that you're saying, you know, what could you turn my penis into a vagina? And that's bullshit. It's bullshit because there wouldn't be so hard to find if people wasn't buying them, but everybody wants to lie that they're not buying them. And trust me, when I tell you I've been looking for months and they're not the easiest thing to find, not a very good one. I'm not talking about the Smith and Western bodyguard, which I think is a piece of shit. But that's just my opinion. I don't like it. I wouldn't even want to carry it if you gave it to me for free. You know, so United States of America has over 35 million COVID cases, 609,000 people have died we're up to 293 million people vaccinated. Matter of fact, I was at the gun store. It was the first time I was in the general public without a mask on. We had the option of wearing or not wearing a mask. And trust me, I did not wear a mask. I'm vaccinated. I felt comfortable. Worldwide, we're up to 171 million cases and 3.6 million souls have been lost. So they said like 37 million Americans are going to hit the road for Memorial Day weekend. I hope everybody's safe out there. I hope you enjoy all your franks, your hot dogs, whatever the hell it is you're doing. First time maybe being around a whole group of family members, frat brothers, whatever, that you haven't been around in a long time. But still be safe. You know But You can feel around the room and kind of ask people, are you vaccinated? Well, you know, this way you know how to handle the situation. You know. This way you know how to handle the situation. So we had this fucking district attorney, Andrew Wobble, who found the Andrew Brown shooting to be justified. And he says the deputies won't be charged in the death. I didn't like the way he handled himself at his press conference. I thought he was pretty arrogant. I thought he came off as an asshole. I think that the Department of Justice needs to look into what's going on in Elizabethtown and figure this out, because Andrew Brown's family deserves justice. Andrew Brown himself deserved justice. I mean, you couldn't have had a more peaceful set of protests and a peaceful reaction to what has gone on there, not only the killing, but also the aftermath of decision by this Andrew Wumble. So you can't call us out on this. You can't call us out and say that we reacted as black people bad in this situation because we have not so we had a 515 million dollar mega millions while i was gone and that was one in pennsylvania it wasn't me so i haven't changed i have not won that money if i would have won that money i think the only thing that i would have really done humongous is i would take Strange Talk would dock on a national level. Even if I had to pay Sirius to air me, I probably would do something like that. I would pay in, uh, for a national advertising, put my name out there. I mean, that's a dream. I would build a beautiful studio that people could virtually or drop by and see. Not a Joe Rogan clone studio, but my own deal. So we had, I had a lot of TV I watched. Saturday Night Live, about two weeks ago, had the Keegan-Michael Key episode, and that had to be one of the worst episodes in the history of Saturday Night Live. It was just outlandishly horrible. Then the next week, they had the Anna Taylor-Joy and Little Nas episode, which was better, and they're going for the summer. Saturday Night Live seems to need a little reboot. Maybe some of the people that's been there feel like they've been there too long and they need to move on, but we shall see because the season is old. We'll see who returns and who doesn't shortly. The Godfather of Harlem. They've got this chin and bumpy, the best of frenemies, not are back to enemies again. And that show it wasn't on yesterday. I don't know why. Maybe they couldn't film all the episodes due to the pandemic, but they moved on. The equalizer also ended a season, uh, the character that's played by Latifah had to finally out herself to her daughter. Uh, we got to figure out what her and the, this cop's relationship is going to be because it was kind of weird. Every other episode, he was threatening to arrest her. Now he seemed to be "I'm on your side. We'll see how they rate that going into the next season. I'm so glad the show is returning. I'm very proud of the work Latifah has done on the show. I think it's a positive show for a young lady to be the equalizer take no shit. can fight can do everything a man can do i think that's a good visual that's great optics for young ladies that they don't have to just be in certain roles they can be the action hero too even if they're not involved with marvel i have a new episode of Pose that i'm gonna watch today but the last episode before last week, which was Electra and the Mob, which is weird. I don't see it that ending well. But the pray tell backstory was uh that shit is Emmy Caliber Television. He put on a show, uh Billy Porter. I praise Billy Porter's acting. Um, I think that when they write episodes for Billy, he kicks ass, man. And me, he like tells everybody else, step off, I got this, and I can carry this whole fucking thing on my back. And so, congratulations to Billy Porter, man. Continue doing what you do, man. I enjoy it. Bob and Abby Shula ended their season with. The father just saying, you know what? I'm not sending them back to America. So they all have to hop on a plane. And that's basically how that ended. So you know what? They leaving you a carrot to come and dangle in front of you so that you come back next season to see how that story goes. I watched the uh, the biography Legends of WWE, the Shawn Michaels, the Ultimate Warrior. Those were both outstanding episodes. I mean, there were some things about Shawn Michaels I had no clue of. I didn't know. I knew about the drugs, but I didn't know he was such a degenerate drug addict. The Ultimate Warrior came off as a complete and utter ass. I did some backstory on him. I looked him up on YouTube to see these videos of him doing these speeches at colleges when he was into his ultra conservative thing. And he just didn't come off as a good guy. I don't You know what? It makes me rethink The Ultimate Warrior. He wasn't even that good an entertainer in the ring. So he has no redeeming value, even as a person I didn't see. The good doctor, we dealt with the mistake. A doctor came in, an older doctor, and he made a major mistake. And then there was the episode where Sean and Leah went camping. I thought those were both outstanding. I seen Dark Side of the Ring The collusion in North Korea, that was weird, man. It was very weird to see wrestlers go over to North Korea, a dictating country, and the shit that they had to go to while they were going there. But on top of that, there was a backstory of two wrestlers who seemed to want to kill each other, even though they were in some place where they would have been locked up for the rest of their life. I also watched this documentary called Hip Hop. Undercovered. It featured uh, Big U from California, Bimmy from Queens, Big Deb, his sister, also from Queens, Trick Trick from Detroit, Haitian Jack from Brooklyn, and this was interesting. This was their backstories because they're all known as gangsters. Not one of them is not what you would call gangster, but they are tied into the hip-hop industry. There was a lot of insight on things that went on in hip-hop. Any New Yorker from Brooklyn knows Haitian Jack, has heard his stories over and over again, but to hear from the horse's mouth was pretty damn cool. I appreciate it. Matter of fact, Haitian Jack's a walking, talking movie that needs to be made. I hope somebody can get that done. I think it would be interesting because it would tie into a lot of people that are like street legends in Brooklyn, plus it would tie into Tupac Shakur. I started watching a show called City on the Hill. City on the Hill is pretty good. It's about crime in Boston. It was two seasons. I don't know if it'll be back for the third, but it had Kevin Bacon and this young black brother who played an attorney, Kevin Bacon played FBI agent. I had never really even heard anybody talk about it. I thought that was interesting. The shy has returned. Uh, it's getting kind of soap opera-ish people. Everybody's got some kind of major dilemma going on in their life, which I don't really appreciate. I think sometimes you can laugh, you can smile, you can joke without drama. But then again, I don't write the show. Law and Order and Law and Order Organized Crime have both been outstanding. Uh, finally, uh, Organized Crime has locked up that family, but there's still an episode to go, which is weird. They locked up the family with an episode to go. I wonder what they're going to do on the last episode. The Blacklist with this Elizabeth story, which is going on too long. Way too long. I love the blacklist, but this Townsend and Elizabeth story is ridiculous, man. This woman has committed every form of crime that you can think of. She's caused many innocent lives, and we're supposed to, I guess, bounce back next year where she's just an agent again. I, I just don't see it. I started watching this new show called Flash Flatbush Misdemeanors. It's a very bizarre show. Very, very bizarre. It's on Showtime. It has a face that you would all remember from The Wire. Wee Bay is in it. He's playing a thug from Flatbush, but a comedic thug who has a niece that happens to be going to a school that involves one of the lead characters who's a teacher, her teacher. And Black Monday came back. This is like his second week back. I love Black Monday. That's uh, uh, Cheetle, Don Cheetle. It's a very interesting show, and I also got into the show called Mister In Between. Mister In Between is a show from Australia about a street thuggish type dude who works. Well, he's a he's a man for hire who's willing to do anything, and he has a daughter. So it's a, it's just very interesting. It's only three seasons, and the last season is being aired now. Nine one one and SWAT both have been pretty good. I, I mean, I can't even believe I said nine one one has been pretty good, even though they play games. Somebody gets shot, and sure enough, that's the close of an episode. The very next episode, that person miraculously makes a full recovery. You know, they're very cartoonish. They're like I said, nine one one is Nickelodeon if you. If you want light cop shows where nobody really dies or gets injured too bad, that's the show for you. And I also seen Biggie. I got a story to tell. This is a very good documentary about Biggie. His mother spoke a lot. Puffy spoke. Little C spoke. Uh, It gives you some insight on where he came from, how he came up, and how he got to where he was. And you know, how his mother feels about all of this. So I would recommend uh, Biggie. I got a story to tell because a lot of it's in his own words, if you will. It lets you know he had other talents that we might not have known he had. The man could sing. He also liked jazz and country music. I never knew these things. He learned different things about people all the time. I sniper on Vice TV about Malvo and Muhammad It's a very interesting story. I'm on like third episode of that. I say give it a chance if you can. And then I also watch Barat, America Lockdown and Debunking. It's about the same two guys that he was with during the pandemic on the Barat movie. And how he tries to convince them that a lot of the things that they believe are nonsense but it doesn't seem like at the end he really convinced them of much of anything because they still kind of believe that Hillary Clinton drinks children's blood. But it's worth a watch. While we were going, ESPN put on a UFC card and Cody Galbert did not look well. But I'm gonna tell you, Carla Esponza looked fantastic. And UFC returns this weekend, June fifth. So you could check out that card. Just go to their website and they'll tell you who's fighting. Olaz Phil Mickelson became the oldest player to ever win a major PGA championship when he won the PGA championships. Um so this is a major, and it's been a minute since Phil. I mean, think about it. This weekend, Phil didn't even make the cut, but last weekend he was good enough to do what he had to do. So Congratulations to Phil. Not only did he win one at such an age, 50, but it's also his six, which puts him in elite company. Baseball has had a shitload of no-hitters this year. So we're up to six, and we're not halfway through the season. Joe Musgrove, Carlos Roden, John Meads, Wade Miley, Spencer Turnbull, and Corey Culber have all thrown no-hitters so far, and one of them is a Yankee so good for them. They came out with the 2021 NBA Hall of Fame class. Rick Edelman, Chris Bosch, Paul Pierce, Bill Russell, the coach, Ben Wallace, Chris Webber, Jay Wright, the coach of Villanova, Yolanda Griffin, Lauren Jackson, Cotton Fitzsimmons, also a coach, Tony Kukos, and Bobby Dandridge have all been elected to the 2021 NBA Hall of Fame. Julius Randle of the New York Knicks won the most improved player, and Jordan Clarkson won the sixth man of the year. He's from the Utah Jazz. Now, the NBA playoffs, the Miami Heat got swept by the Milwaukee Bucks for a zip. Dallas Mavericks and the Clippers are both tied 2-2. I got the Clippers pulling this one out. The Celtics are down 3-1 to the Brooklyn Nets. You know that's a lot for the Nets. The Washington Wizards are down 3-0 for the 76ers. 76ers are going to win this. The Lakers are tied with the Phoenix Suns 2-2, but AD once again hurt. I'm going to actually leap out on a ledge and say the Suns beat the Lakers, and LeBron comes with a shitload of excuses why. The Atlanta Hawks are up 3-1 over the Knicks. The Knicks are not ready for prime time. They are going to lose in the first round. And the Nuggets and the Trailblazers are tied 2-2. I still like the Nuggets in this series. The Utah Jazz are up 2-1 over the Memphis Grizzlies. I like the Jazz to pull this series out. I appreciate you listening in. It's always my pleasure to talk to you. And I just want you to know, you know, life is going to give you a lot of myths. Life's going to give you a lot of things to be insecure and feel inadequate about. But there's no need to lie about what they are. Deal with yourself internally. If you don't feel like you have the ability or need to talk to somebody, then don't. Don't let anybody pressure you into doing what you do not feel comfortable with. If you can handle the weight yourself and you can swallow that pill, then swallow that pill. But if you need to chop that pill up and spread it around and have others help you to digest it, then do that also. You know, be strong, be faithful if that's what you want. Have no faith if that's how you live. But don't be phony. Don't be a fake. It's, it's, It's all right to be you. We have got to come to the point where you are good enough. When you look in the mirror, I want you to see a fucking diamond shining. A diamond shining. Don't see a dull piece of fucking coal. Even if life tells you you ain't shit, you've got to be able to say, I am the shit. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people. Peace to you and peace to yours.